157 of the Still Dripping Happy Hour, brought to you by the Printify Shop, right, Hayes? Yeah, that's right. We have a <laughs> store, and you're supposed to go look at our merch, and you should buy our merch. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll come. We'll come back to that. We'll yeah. All we'll right, come we'll come. Back. Back we have to a that. guest before that. Forget all that. Man. We've got a very special guest, somebody that I've been following on Instagram, and I, truly, the first uh, time that I was like oh, we should get this guy on the podcast, was sometime last year you went on a trip with your dad to Vegas maybe? Is that right? Yes, sir. And I saw this long, very long post. We can go into it later if you want to, or we can skip it if you don't. But I saw this long post, and I started reading it, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. Um, And it actually might have been, I don't remember the timing exactly, but it, it must have been like right around the time that my dad passed away. Um, so that was an extra measure of, wow, that's really cool that, that, um, this man's dad did that for him and with him and it looked like a great time. So that's what caught my attention. Then I started looking at this Instagram and there's all these extremely rare dunks and, and a few other air force ones and all kinds of stuff mixed in. But, uh, anyways, this guy, uh, we'll get into that later. This is uh, Jake Zani of shoe culture, six, one, five. Welcome yes, Jake. Sir. Me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be yeah. here. He's, look, he's looking like right, a the pleasure young is ours. Travis Barker is what this guy looks like. <laughs> I feel like he's a drummer. He's you got to have a drum set back there somewhere. Dude, I wish. I wish. I, unfortunately, never really was capable of getting into music like that. I wish I was, though. I love music. But, um, you fooled me, buddy. You look like... I tried to play like guitar that. when I was younger, but um, I think I was just too ADHD, to be completely honest. Just all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. So uh, I was that. just too unskilled when it comes to music to yeah, do anything. <laughs> hey, another another very interesting thing here right now. We got three unicorns, three Nashville natives. We just yeah. found out. True. Right? True. Yes, sir. Franklin, not Mason's Brentwoodish. Uh, yeah, maybe South Nashville, Brentwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll do, right? Not normal nowadays. No. No. Well, Jake, uh, just to kick it off, we already said where you're from, so uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe throw in a sneaker origin story, and uh, yeah, yeah, go for totally. it. So, I appreciate it. So, let's see, where do I start? I would, like we said, born and raised in Nashville, love this little town that has turned into a bustling metropolis recently. Um, I went to high school down in Franklin, um, basic high school, nothing crazy, homeschooled a little bit of my life. Um, and kind of, I, I guess I had the same, I had a very easy, uh, childhood. Uh, my parents were, my dad was lucky to have a super good job. So we were super provided for, except for when we went to Mississippi, my dad made a bad investment that kind of, uh, linked him with a bad partner and, uh, it took us out there because we ran into some issues with the investment that he invested in <laughs> and, uh, Learned a lot of learning lessons there. Learned a lot about being alone. We lived mm. way out in the middle of nowhere. So definitely learned about, you know, just the ins and outs of being your own friend, you know, finding your own stuff to do. Um, and needless to say, once we moved back um, from um, Mississippi, I really got into cutting grass 
um, when we were in Mississippi and my dad really leaned on me heavily to try and build my own business cutting grass. And that's exactly what I did. So um, from my, I was cutting grass probably as a middle schooler, but really from sophomore year to uh, sophomore year of college was uh, heavily cutting grass. So that's Mm -hmm. why I learned to do exactly what I've done in terms of at least scaling um, a business. Um, so I did that and I actually sold off all my yards to another kid that was about my age. And so we did a little swap. I'm sure he made a little bit more money off of my yards, but, um, but that was my introduction to business as is. And then I was kind of just in the, uh, in the dark about what to do after high school. My parents really wanted me to go to college. Um, and of course now they would have told me, don't worry about it. But, um, <laughs> just because I had to know, I, I, I knew deep down that I was never going to have a job really. I did have a few jobs. I worked down in, there's a shop and I was maybe, I'm not sure how, um, if everyone will know what this is, but there's a shop called citizen in downtown Franklin. Um, oh yeah. We know citizen. Yeah. It's a little hype store. I was actually one, I was actually probably, I mean, the second employee there. Um, you know, they is started, that a, isn't that Toby Mac? Doesn't he own that? Yep. Yep. That was Toby yeah. Mac's store. And, uh, they were great guys there. I didn't see Toby much at all, but um, but did have the opportunity to work there. That's honestly what got me in. I always really liked clothes. I always really liked fashion. Didn't really know how to express that, especially being in Mississippi, the formative years of like getting your style, getting into stuff. It was all looked down upon there. You were seen as, let me put it in quotes, gay. Um, if you, you know, had any sort of personal opinion <laughs> about style and whatnot. So once I moved back here, I really noticed that I liked it a whole lot. I started working at Citizen. It wasn't exactly my groove, but it got me into it. Then I worked at Nordstrom here in Green Hills. Uh, I worked there for about a year um, and realized that I hate that as well. And went from, uh, I started in the women's designer and then I went down to sell men's designer shoes. So another little you know, slow push into getting into shoes. I really fell in love with designer shoes heavily, um, which is funny because nowadays I would tell you the exact opposite. <laughs> you, did you did you hate the retail part of it? Is that what you hated? I did. Yeah. To be honest, for me more so, it was pushing things on people that, that they didn't really need. Oh, um, welcome was, to re, welcome to retail sales one hundred and one. Sucks. I and I I think it sucks especially when things are so expensive and you have. Guys, really, my demographic at Nordstrom was not people that should have been shopping there. At least the men's shoe department, um, and and I say that from me being a person that shouldn't be shopping there because I don't have the net worth to be doing that. Um, and it's funny because uh, you know a lot of these shoes that we're working with nowadays, you can get if you can get retail, you can get them for a solid price. But um, it's still kind of expensive here or there. Yeah. But needless to say, that was my introduction to it, and then I started working at Vans. And um, which is another store within the same mall, and realized that 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 was that was my oh that was my final goodbye. I knew that I hated mm-hmm. it after that. Okay, just kind of getting not necessarily taking advantage of, but like I just knew I was a harder worker than anyone who was working there. And uh, you were meant for something bigger. Yeah, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't reflecting to me, you know. So, anyways, needless to say, I um, I ended up going to Lipscomb for college. I went to community. Oh, college. dude. Yeah, I went to well. Let me rephrase that. I went to Columbia State for the first two years, and then transferred to Lipscomb. So okay. I'm a Lipscomb grad. Do you awesome. know? Do you know Landon guy, Parrish? No, that sounds Landon. familiar. Though. Well, he's a he would have he, he would have been older than been, you, but he would have been like a recruiter or something. I don't know what he was at that. Being point. completely honest, no. The only thing you're fine. This ties in with me not knowing exactly what I'm doing in terms of school. I, I, I didn't step foot on the campus until I the first day of school. So, and I yeah, don't, no worries. 
just did not mess with school at all. But, you know, fortunately enough, I did go um, to Lipscomb and did go to those exact classes I signed up. The only reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because of, of that and the fact that I was in an entrepreneurship class and one of the people in my group, we were supposed to come up with a little, you know, business of our own, make some money, see who can make the most money in the semester. Um, and needless to say that someone mentioned shoe cleaning and the rest of the group thought that was a bad idea. So I decided that it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it was right before COVID started, literally right before I knew I had a passion for shoes. Clearly I knew I loved them. Um, to some degree, whether it was wearing, whether it was collecting or cleaning, what it was, I enjoyed it. Um, and so, you know, I took that person's idea and ran with it. And it's funny, the idea we actually did in our entrepreneurship class failed completely. So mm. <laughs> but this idea has worked out perfectly great for me. And it's funny, one of the girls in that group reached out to me recently and we talked about it, just talking about how it was funny that that went down the way it did. But, um, but yeah, after that, uh, after I graduated Lipscomb, I mean, it's all kind of said and done since then i've just been working um, and really honestly as soon as i figured out you know this was a money-making opportunity like i said right before covid i don't know how to explain i just felt this like boom coming and and it it was coming oh, and yeah. perspective Very i mean exactly it was let me put it in perspective when i first started getting into this and i first was like okay i'm gonna clean shoes this is gonna be my thing I started getting into SBs because I just enjoyed that model of shoe. So I went on StockX and bought my first SB ever. It was a green lobster. So just to show you, I'm a little far into or a little late into the game. Um, but but also I can tell you my knowledge is up there. But um, my I bought a green lobster. I bought it OG all DS. It was 500 bucks. Just to put things in perspective. That shoe now DS OG all is 1200 easy. Yeah. Um. So just to show you, it was and, and, and it's funny, that was months before the boom. So all that to say, that's how I got into shoes. That's who gave me the idea. Um, I mean, like I said, I did have some ideas. I just wasn't sure what the connection was, and cleaning made sense to me. So, um, And it's funny because the cleaning is just really the first level of it. That was just to get me introduced into it. And now once you start learning about these shoes, once you learn how to restore and stuff like that, you really realize that um, – We've got this giant wave of shoes from the early 2000s that are starting to break down. All your classic threes, all your classic fours, fives, all of those, you know, and including these SBs. These SBs are primarily what I niche on now just because that's what I really love um, in terms of history, in terms of these things lasting. Um, but, but I really like all the classics. So anything classic, yeah. I love. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like some shoes um, to work on just because there's so many different parts that go into fixing them. I really want the best for my customers. So I don't leave anything to question. Everything my customers hear is exactly what they need to hear. And, you know, I don't do any runaround shit. I don't do any like half Z's. We're going to do it right or we're not going to do it. So, and that's typically why a lot of people hitting me up just get referred out elsewhere because I just want them to get the work done right and on time. You know, I actually had someone hit me up for a doom reglue and repaint on the back panels. And I was like, dude, I took another shoe from him and was like, Hey, this needs to go elsewhere. Cause it's paint. He just hit me up yesterday and was like, Hey, I'm glad you sent me elsewhere. Cause it got done within two weeks and it looks fucking awesome. It looks awesome. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't send you out to any, or I wouldn't send you the wrong way. So that's why I tell all my customers, you know, there's a lot of here and there with all these shoes, but, um, I'm always going to try and do everyone right. So anyways, 
Hey, is this your boy Eli? Is this your brother? It is. It is my brother. <laughs> Shout out to Eli. Coming Shout down. out to Eli. I agree. Is he oh, a sneaker man. guy too? You have other siblings or is it just Eli? Yeah, I mean, he is. Honestly, he's too broke to really be a sneaker guy right now. Here we go. Talk some, talk that stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> Eli. How old is Eli? Eli is, he's actually in his uh, junior year of college. So got one more. Uh, semester. He's got an excuse to be broke. Close, Eli. Exactly. He, does on, have an excuse. You got <laughs> he does have an excuse. I've got uh, one other brother that just graduated. Um, and he actually just got a job and is about to move out to Denver. And then I've got another, I've got a sister who lives in Chattanooga and I'm the okay. oldest out of everyone. So, okay. Um, All right. And I was, I was pretty close to my entire family. We, we had a really close relationship with each other. So we're definitely still in touch. So are your parents still, did they move back to Tennessee after the, the Mississippi crap or yeah, so they, they did, they, they moved, but we were still all pretty young. So they did move back with us, of course. And then, um, you know, they lived in that same spot for a long time. They recently, as of like, well, I guess recently is, but about three, two to three years ago, they sold their house and now they uh, went and bought a lake house on Smith Lake. Oh, um, yeah. Smith Lake is awesome. Yeah. That's they decided awesome. to move out in the middle of nowhere, but in a nice spot. So um, my dad was, they were just kind of, I mean, Franklin just, it, I mean, it changed a lot compared to 20 years ago. I mean, it, a yeah. lot. A lot. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about all the roads that were single lane roads or four lane road or two yeah. lane roads now. So Smith crazy. Lake was voted one of the top like four or five cleanest lakes in the United States. Yep. And it's in wow. northern Alabama. It is absolutely beautiful. It is very so nice. Low key. Is, is that where your cabin's close to, Hayes? The cabin Ish. you go to? No, Ish. not really. Not the one no. I go to. Okay. Our land is northwest Alabama, and this is like northeast yeah. so it's gotcha. probably 200 okay. miles yeah okay. we we my my uh my my parents have always loved the lake i always loved the beach my dad had some investment properties at the beach when we were younger so yeah i was very lucky to experience a lot of my life of just not necessarily just vacationing but we homeschooled my fifth grade and sixth grade year so you know we did multiple trips out to the beach and stuff like that and just staying out there but i say that because we had a we had a rinky dink like log cabin house on uh, Tim's Ford Lake. Um, your dad sounds like Hayes's dream. He, like, he, Hayes wants to be your dad. I would imagine sure. I would going imagine to the beach most, and the lake house. Probably so. <laughs> I would imagine most boys, boys uh, definitely would enjoy my dad, especially like physical activity too. My entire family's heavily into running. So um, heavily, my brother just finished up a, uh, He's trying to, I can't remember, he's trying to qualify for Olympic timings in his half marathon. Um, oh, man. Yeah, he just ran, I think he just ran an hour flat for his half marathon, I believe. Something crazy like that. Don't hold me to that because I could be definitely wrong. Should be paying more attention. But, um, but yes, that's what we're into mostly. My dad loves endurance running, so he's done multiple 100-mile runs and 50s and, and countless, countless, countless marathons. So. Mason, what was the post that you saw about him and his dad? That I actually yeah. know what you're talking about. Uh, I do know what you're talking about. That was um, in. I actually think that that was in July. It may not have been a full year ago. It was probably what seven months ago or so. Yeah, um, that sounds right. Um, I, th I, th I think that's when it was because we believe we went for our birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, 
you can pause it and read this if you want to, but go ahead, keep going. Yeah, I am. Um, so basically I, I'm trying to think about what really brought this up. I think I would just mention my dad that I really like these cities, just like a lot of younger people do. Right. I mean, New York, LA, Las Vegas, Miami, any, anywhere where it's popping is just fun to be at. I think I mentioned that to him and he just wanted to uh, give me experience. So we went out there and uh, he knew that I really wanted to go see urban necessities really bad. Um, you know, I think for a lot of sneakerheads, for anyone that's in the collecting world, something like Urban Necessities. Um, I don't really love Cool Kicks as an organization, but Cool Kicks. Um, you know, stores like that that just bring all of it together. To me, that's what I love. I love seeing it all together. It was just, it was awesome. So, um, so yeah, he knew I wanted to do that. So he took me out there. We just did some some small gambling, looked around at some stores and it was just fun to see the people, all the movement, you know, a city like that is, seems like ideal for someone like me, just cause there's constant hustle and bustle and constant people with money, just constantly everything. Although what I was noticing is no one had great shoes on. So maybe it's not exactly my demographic, but <laughs> needless to say, it was a fun trip. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, man, that, that seems like a, a great time. Yeah, I think that um, really, so, I mean, you know, that that definitely was a fun experience. It was fun to at least go out and adventure a little bit. But um, really what honestly was my more notable adventure last year, I think it was last year, had to have been last year, was I went out to one of my customer's houses out in L.A. and stayed with him for a week when I was eight days and cleaned his entire, well, not entire, but. Is this the what the dunks? Yeah, that's that's my yeah. post with all the what the dunks. So I went to a, one of my customers' houses and uh, and stayed. Is Travis Barker? <laughs> Is it Travis Barker? <laughs> it's not. It, we're we're still. I'm still waiting to break into that uh, that realm of people. I you know you know who I'm hunting after. I would really love an offset or a little yachty to hit me. Oh, okay. So Dude, they've got so many shoes that. They don't even know, like, you know, uh, any sort of Air Force they ever post about, they're all toast. It's funny. It's just funny because all these things are falling apart underneath people's feet and they don't even really understand it. But um, but it's it's just a matter of time until someone like that hits me up. I, I th really do think that. I mean, you know, I just finished. Uh, there's not many guys that can say they've done quite as much as, as I have in terms of high-end sneakers. I can tell you the other guys that have because I've talked to them because I know them because I know this market pretty well. Um, you know, I, I don't know many other guys that have worked on like, just for example, like this pair of shoes right here, I just finished up this swap. Oh, this is my, okay. this is my, let's see. I've done two full reglues on these and I've done three or four swaps, but yeah, mm -hmm. I mean this, I, I, I guarantee you and I really try not to get braggadocious, but, no one has touched as many of these as I have. Maybe sellers have, but no, no restorer. I mean, there's not that many out there, right? Exactly. <laughs> they say so, and this is an interesting part of lore that people always talk about. People say there's only 30 of these things. There's definitely not only 30 of these things. There's <laughs> many more than that. People always say because that numbers mentioned so many times that most of them are fake. Well, let me go ahead and tell you that breaking these down, you can tell what's fake and what's real. You can, you just can. I can tell you that for a fucking or for a fact. So, like all these, all these Freddies that I've torn down, in my experience, they are legitimate. Um, now I have seen good reps go around, but 
But yeah, I mean, just a prime example of pairs that, you know, there's not many other people touching them. I mean, well, you got a pair of Yeezys back here. You got uh, dude, I've got <laughs> Yeezys are, it's funny, Yeezys are, I don't really know how to explain that. I constantly have at least five pairs of those with me. So I've got really? one, two, three, four. I've got four right now. Yeah, yeah we're definitely doing this in person next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but these bad boys are getting a midsole swap. So we just took off all the soles. That's the under, underneath it, spine of it all. But yeah, I mean, it's very, very cool. What do you, hair's torn apart. So what do you replace it with um, on the easy? So, yeah, so that's a very good question. So this is gets a little hairy as well. The replacements for now a midsole replacement, you can get an actual Nike product, like an actual Nike product. Um, but for the most part, when I'm telling people or when we're getting swaps done with Yeezys, we're getting replicas. Now, that does sound a little hairy, right? But like I tell all my customers, Nike is never, ever, never, ever, they're never, ever going to you don't have a choice. Yeah, they're the never, way. there's not going right. to be. Choice. There's not going to be another place where you can get straps from. There, there never will be. Yeah. So, and that's why I try to express to my customers, um, you know, you can definitely get a midsole from an actual, I think it's an Air Attack 2. I think that's the shoe. Um, but the reason I tell people most of the time to just go for a replica is because this shoe, just like I told you earlier when we started, lots of shoes just have too many parts on them and it makes it just a challenge. Mainly your, mainly your fours. Fours are a prime part. Fours, twelves with their side tabs, sevens with the back tabs, twos with the entire, I mean, twos are very much like this. They have a plastic spine all around the back. Anyways, I tell all my customers, get replicas. You're going to save yourself money down the line because what we can do is, is we can use the midsole. So here's the midsole, right? That's the foam that goes in between the green sole and the upper. So you get to use a midsole and then what do you have left over? Well, you've still got your strap left over, which means we can swap that down the way because this will break. It always does. The plats seem to hold up the longest though, um, out of the reds and the solars. And then as far, and then the next part that will break, <laughs> every single one of them will break is the spine, which mm. is going to be a problem. Mm. Um, I know one other guy uh, in Canada that actually swaps spines and does a killer job. I have not yet taken that on um, just because that's not something that's falling apart heavily right now, but it's the next thing. So that's why I tell all my guys, like, don't waste your money in terms, because you're going to have to buy a replica to get the spine and strap. So spend 200 bucks there rather than 200 here and then 200 yeah. there. So um, it's kind of hard explaining that to people, you know? I mean, that's the, that's the main reason why this one right here, like this one didn't get swapped with a replica. This got swapped with another SB. So this yeah. it's easy, right? Those are right. super the easy. Other stuff match the color. Sense, and it's but... really quick. So this is uh, this is an Iron Man SB. So this was its donor. So we literally normally I just take the soles off the Iron Man, smash them. But this is this is the original Freddy sole on the Iron Man now. So they've been swapped. So the only reason we did that is because you can see the. I don't know if you can see that here. Mm, you see that chunk? Yeah. Right oh yeah. Typically, yeah. whenever the white starts peeking through the black, I mean, it's not toast, but it's going to massively affect the price of it. So you can see that these soles aren't in crazy different – it's so hard to see, but it's not in crazy yeah. different shape. It's just that that white's hidden. And so, I, you know, just that will give you, you know, a few extra thousand bucks or something like that, just depending on who's selling them. So, um, but, yeah, I've, had, I've been very fortunate to – you know, 
I got my degree in marketing. So I kind of knew exactly how to attack this whole thing, right? When I started, I kind of saw everyone doing it the wrong way, right? Everyone was posting pictures of their cleans and, and whitens, right? I mean, good shit or good stuff. Um, the main the, the main thing that not everyone did was is just get in touch with the sellers. I started getting in touch with all these sellers who were kids. So it all worked out. It was super easy to not necessarily convince, but like get on the same page and like, you know, I'm going to get you right. You'll get me right. Um, and so needless to say, I just completely infiltrated every single one of those guys and they passed me along to their customers and uh, it all worked out. I mean, that is why I'm working on high end stuff is because those guys, when I was first starting, I was starting to work on like off white ones, you know, like, like to me, an off white one, Jordan one, like I saw so many of those that like, I, I, I could, I'd be fine. Never see them again. Never. I've had hundreds of those pairs in here. Um, you know, so I, I've been very fortunate to pivot or sit myself where I did in terms of just getting close to these sellers and I'm still working with them today. I mean, this is from a seller that I've worked so many times with, um, and been very, you know, been very fortunate to work on a lot of crazy pairs. And the something funny that I mentioned that is he's actually this guy, his name's Chris. Chris was actually one of the first ones to send me a Paris SB and funny enough, I was the only time i have ever had now knock on some freaking wood here but is the only time i've ever had anything stolen in the mail only time mm. it was the only time and it wasn't even oh. in the state it was in it was in his state when he left but um but yeah that just goes to show you know that this seller trusts me with everything i mean he literally you know lost a shoe on its way to me and he granted that not was just a shoe right he, that's yeah, like the shoe <laughs> yep, he learned he learned a lot from that because oh he didn't God. insure that package either. So that was a whole lot of fun, a whole oh lot of fun. Gosh. So my stomach dropped when you just said that. That's oh man, well, I mean, when they show, I remember when they showed up. I, I, I mean, just just because I care and just because, you know, I mean, the shoe it is, right? You know, how right? Much, yeah, two hundred thousand dollars. I freaked the freaked the heck out. I, I remember it was, the box was completely destroyed, and someone had just tape bombed it or like around. Yeah, it. Oh, wow. you know, it's the DS donors that were still in there. So you were using a purple Avenger SB as the donor, and they were still in there, and the Paris's uh, insoles were in there, but the Paris was gone. So uh, definitely interesting. It's funny. I mean, that's a lot of that's another part that. A lot of people don't really factor in is shipping your shoes to me. It definitely can be risky if you don't do it the right way. I mean, yeah. I think for the most part, like not everyone's out to steal your stuff, you know? So, so as long as you package things properly, but it, you know, it just takes the wrong person. And honestly, I think as well in New York, I really do think that there's guys that know guys' names, know what to look for, you know, know what things weigh, mm -hmm. what here and there, because that box, that box got I mean, the Paris got stolen like purpose, mm. very purposely. So, yeah. um, so, you know, it, it definitely is interesting. It definitely is a bummer. It's definitely part of the reason why I'm actually starting to, and trying to start, um, flying some of these shoes back home because that's what they should. Well, yeah, they're $200,000 shoes, right? Makes sense. Exactly. That's how they should yeah. be transferred. And for shipping wise, when you're talking about putting insurance on anything over $10,000, you're already looking expensive. at expensive. At least a, at least bare minimum hundred dollar label bare minimum. Yeah. So you know most that's pretty people, cheap actually. <laughs> it, it is extremely. <laughs> you're completely right. That's probably yeah. your estimate. Right. Uh, 
actually you're probably right it's a super underestimate to be yeah. honest i just got a package from california the guy shipped a pair of tiffany's for 61 dollars over here so which is already pretty crazy because well, i mean for the paris dunks i'm i'm fairly sure uh, we just had an issue at work with i i work in shipping and i think fedex will only go up to like 50k yeah so see, if you're over I, that like you're only getting that's the most you can get back off any shipment for fedex yeah i'm sure it's less with ups but yep and i've had I, i've had guys you know i've had i have a guy that's been saying he's gonna bring a paris to me like he wants to bring it to me because he doesn't want to ship it. i was like totally understand that um so I've been trying to do that more. And that's you know something I did recently out in uh, let's see when was it? Uh, I guess it was January. Sometime in January, I went to Got Souls in uh, New Jersey um, and had the opportunity to go see one of my customers out there. Um, his name's Robert. Um, he has, I mean, he's got anything player edition, anything sample, just anything and everything. Um, I've actually got a pretty crazy pair right behind me of his. Um, but needless to say, I was taking back some of his SBs, and um, uh, one of them was his pigeon, which was super cool. Got to take an NYC pigeon back home. Um, funny enough, that was actually one of the pairs that took me out to LA to my customer as well. So that pair is always a trip. It's always very fun. Um, and another pair that's you know that I don't know how many people can say they've worked on. I've worked on four of those now. So maybe not a wow. ma- massive amount, but it, in accordance to 200, it sounds like it. Yeah. This is the pair from Robert that I haven't, you know, you can see that they're broken down still. This is a uh, promo sample. Um, it may not mean a whole lot to you if you don't know about shoes, but yeah. these are the Spike Lee Jordan 4s. Um, I don't know exactly what they would go for in this condition, but I'd imagine this is $20,000 shoe at least, but we're still waiting on donors. I'm uh, We're going to use a motorsport to swap these. I was going to say, it it looks almost exactly like the motorsport, right? Except Spike Lee. It it literally is a motorsport. That's why it's always amazed me that they cost so much. But uh, it's a very sought-after shoe to some people. To me, this wouldn't exactly be my grail, but it's a pretty shoe nonetheless. Um, But yet again, just cool to see expensive shoes torn apart, right? um, Are you doing this all on your own, Jake? Or do you have – Yeah. Everything you see is me. I everything you see, everything you see, even this, even the uh, work itself. Meaning, everything's self-taught. I didn't learn anything from anyone. I mean, tips here and there, um, of course, because who can get a tip here and there to learn some stuff? But everything else was self-taught. When you eventually, started, oh, go ahead. When you started, were you like just buying dunks to learn, like just ripping them, or? Yeah, good question. So when I first started, um, in terms of like first first starting i was just cleaning i was cleaning my own shoes i had some basic you know vans and then small like i had some saint laurent some just basic designer shoes that were pretty cooked um and actually made for some good content and luckily enough um you know from there i took friends shoes sibling shoes just did them for not either i most of the time i would just tell them just give me your shoes and let me clean them and i'll get them back to you really quickly um and it only took a few you know a few pairs of those and starting to post and just pushing it and really honestly what people like pushing on people you know enough to where you feel like you're annoying that's when things are like gonna start working out for you you know what i mean because i uh i remember you know i don't do this nowadays i have i constantly have dms sitting constantly i i, I probably have i don't i never want to overestimate my request but there's probably like 25 or 30 messages in there 
and it's just a people that I can't get back with nowadays. But back in the day when I first started, I was hunting people down. If they mentioned they want to get work done, well, we're going to get the work done. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, how I started was basically just cleaning. I honestly didn't leave the cleaning world. I was painting and icing and cleaning, like I said. Um, but I didn't really leave that world and into the glue world until I moved into my new spot which it doesn't seem <laughs> this is an unfinished basement, which is the perfect spot for me to work. Cause it's just can get dirty and then be cleaned up really easily. Um, but, uh, when I got here was when I was like, okay, I want to start focusing a little bit more on the glue because I really think that and something I really tell a lot of people when they're first starting to get into this, you just you, like, even if you're doing the work, even if you are like practicing, I guess you can post your practice, but really you should just, you should keep practicing until you feel comfortable doing it. Do not take other people's stuff unless you know how to do it. Cause I can't tell you how many people take people's shit and, and mess it up. Um, and I, uh, that's why I'm saying no to a ton of stuff. Cause there's still a ton of stuff that I am still learning. So, you know, like if you gave me a Jordan 14 right now, it's to reglue, it's going to be a little tricky for me just cause I've done that. Oh, well, First of all, first of all, but just an example of like, you know, I, even me, someone that looks like they know what they're doing. And of course I do. And of course I do know how the glue works and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like there's so much to learn, you know? Uh, and so that's, that's why for specific things, when people hit me up for specific things, I'll send them specific people, you know? Um, I, I don't think that if anyone, if, if you, have a guy in your life that's working on shoes and he's just taking any and everything in terms of glue related stuff. I wouldn't expect the best, mm. uh, best finished product from yeah. to be honest, in my yeah. opinion. Now no, someone, someone to give you an example of who would also be phenomenal. If you could ever convince him to give him some of your time is a uh, flipping kicks. He's someone that uh, I really see is in the exact same lane as me. Um, I think that his stuff looks a little bit more professional because he's got, he's good with cameras. He's a, He's only like two or three years older than me, but he seems very much more like a, a, an adult. I'm still a kid adult <laughs> trying to become this an is adult. very much an adult. We are very mature on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, though, he's another dude that like his skills, like in terms of what he works on, his niche is really older stuff. Jordan 1, 85 Jordan 1s are his main mm -hmm. niche. But in my opinion, he's the other guy that I see on my level in terms of just his craft being – in terms of him knowing what he does best and him focusing on that, of course he does a lot of other stuff and he takes a lot of other models, but he's done the work to do it. You know, yeah. um, you know, I, how, many, how many projects do you have going on at once? And then what's the flow? How long does it take? Like it's just, obviously probably just depends on the shoe. Yeah, no, good question. Um, it, it really does depend on the shoe. So I have really avoided midsole swaps cause they really take me too long in the process of things. But You've seen that easy plat behind me. That's a midsole swap. I'll have occasionally them in here, but most of the time we're just doing reglues and it's on these SBs. I really don't mind taking other shoes, um, but mainly it's, it's forces and SBs. But, um, but right now I've got, see some calls back here. I've got a pair of calls that we're supposed to be doing something with. So this is an interesting, I don't want to get into that. It's an interesting shoe. There's a bunch of pieces going on with that. But I've got a bunch of cleans. I've got about eight cleans going on and then four glue projects. And that's probably honestly my work for the week. Um, okay. So you get all that done in a week. Yeah. And and to be honest, more will get done. And that's just, mm -hmm. that's just the base level. And it, it kind of 
churns along. Like I try to, so I started all these glue projects pretty much today, prepping them. Um, tomorrow we're going to be laying down a bunch of glue on the sole and foam. So the first two parts and then tomorrow evening, I'll probably lay glue down on the rest of it, meaning the sole and the upper and then Friday, does that mean Friday? Yeah. Friday will bond. No, Thursday will bond things, I think, mm. but, um, something like that. So I try to keep it. Typically my glue projects are a, like a three to four day long thing. Okay. So if I'm working on like right now I'm working on four projects. It should take about three days. Like if it, if I'm moving slower than that, then I'm moving a bit too slow. Um, okay. But typically, I really try to have a group of four to six pairs in terms of reglues, and try to do that within the week. Okay. Um, and then cleans, if it, whatever I have clean wise is getting done. So, like I said, right now I've got about eight to ten cleans. Um, but there's miscellaneous shoes all the time. I, I don't think people understand. That's another thing people don't understand. A lot of people still treat this like it's my hobby. This is not my hobby. Lots of times I don't even <laughs> want to be doing this because you know it's just it's a uh what burnout yeah it's man going to be that you know especially with the environment that i've given myself which is this cave um but i, I constantly have i mean we have at least 100 shoes here right now at least um i don't think people really understand that that there's always shoes here um and constantly align waiting so but i've got you know uh just to give you an example i've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten I've got 10 pairs that are going to go out on Thursday that I'm going to ship out. And those were all pretty much done last week. Um, so all my glue projects I keep for a week after I'm done just to make sure they're solid and mm -hmm. then out, just durability test them. I also don't trust guys that ship their glue projects out the day after they finish mm -hmm. personally <laughs> from personal. I know it's not cheap what you're doing. And so, you know, yeah, it, makes sense that you make it. You have some uh, QA, I guess, right? Yeah, it de yeah. definitely is not. Uh, it's definitely not exactly cheap. I definitely see what I'm doing as a a. If you if you don't have extra money laying around, you don't need to be talking to me. Yeah. Because like, and that's not me saying. Yeah. If you're it's not arrogant, Maddie. It's just like you it's have just a service. Really, it's just really like you, should, you shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be worrying. Buying the shoes is one thing, but fixing them on top of buying them, like unless you have the added expenses exactly like you're saying you need to be smart about it but you'd be amazed at how many people i have that even when i finish the work don't have the money because that's another thing that i do that most people don't do i don't take payment up front i don't mm. like to be my boss so um and a lot of people once they give you the money they feel like the boss in my opinion mm, from that's fair so i tell people listen i have a pretty set timeline typically i tell everyone if you have a shoe with me, typically it's going to be, I'm going to have it for three to six weeks. It definitely could be longer than that. And it definitely could be quicker than that. It literally just depends. And it also depends on what kind of mindset I'm in because sometimes mm -hmm. it's just long, you know, <laughs> winter times are always going to be slower for me. That's always how it's been. Um, and business wise, it just is how it is. Q1 is always very slow, but, um, but needless to say, you're right. None of this is cheap. And I definitely want my customers to get the most out of it. That's why I try to make my communication is I try to be as responsive as possible. There's yeah. so many restorers that don't get to their messages, but once a week. And I totally understand that. And honestly, it's not a knock to them. There's so much going on that uh, trying to keep track of it all is, I mean, it's absolutely hectic. Um, and I don't even know how anyone bigger can do it to be completely yeah. honest. Cause just at this level, it seems like a lot. So, um, and honestly, and 
in this circumstance, having an assistant would be key, would be mm. very, very nice right now. But I haven't figured out how I want to trust someone with that. Uh, it's funny, we mentioned Eli earlier. He um, has worked with me a little bit over the past two summers, just trying to figure out what that actually would look like in terms of having an assistant. So, um, so I've been testing that out while he's here over the over the summer breaks. But just like you said, I'd like to keep touching on, yes, it costs a lot of money in terms of in terms of things. And I like to make sure that people feel comfortable and happy with spending that money. You know, um, I don't want, you know, and, and that, that's another thing it coincides with. If you get a glue project back, I do this with almost all my glue projects. If anything goes wrong, if any sort of separation happens or if anything just out of the blue happens, they're going to come back to me. I'll take care of it. Um, that's kind of my built-in warranty with everything. You know, uh, like I tell all my customers, if you're not happy with it, let me know. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully that's why I've been able to build the group of uh, people that I work with still yeah. because they see that, you know, they know what's going on in my life. If you check in on my story, you're going to know exactly what's going on. It's a little annoying how I do things, but uh, I, I don't know if it's anxiety or what it is in me, but I like to well, layer. There's not many of the people, there's not many people out there that do what you do. And so that's, it's a special, right? You're like a, um, it's like a, it's a very, uh, whatever, thoracic surgeon that's like really focused on that thing. And right, it's not like there's a, a one of you on every street corner. And so, totally you know, agree. you can either but it's you all- either suck it up and get over it or, or uh, do what you want to do, right? Totally. But I'm totally sure right. in, in this arena, especially, the, the transparency that you have is probably much appreciated from people because sneakers historically can be pretty shady right and when you're 100%. dealing with all this kind of this market that's for the most part before StockX at least was completely unregulated oh, yeah. and now we're just getting into some form of regulation not really like <laughs> yeah int- i mean whatever you call stock X, but yeah. yeah and so it's a, a shady business historically and and being transparent is probably very comforting for people too well, i think i think what i learned when i was getting into this um so when i first got into this someone one of the bigger guys real recognized me or i guess recognized my drive or whatever and kind of clinged on to me and um was just giving me tips here and there he was one of the guys that gave me some tips here and there and uh funny enough um, <laughs> funny enough, his customers started coming my way because they liked how I communicated and they liked how I ran things, you know? Um, and I've taken a ton of customers from other people and I'm not complaining about I, they, you know, like really honestly, that's what I was trying to make a point to is all the old heads. Um, they're pretty good at what they do, but a lot of them stopped learning. Um, and there's a lot to be learned still with a lot of these shoes, um, and not only did a lot of them stop learning, a lot of them don't think that they have to communicate the way that the way, even the way that I do, you know, um, typically, you know, if I have a DM from you and let's in my requested messages, if it's in my requested messages, who knows when you'll get to, mm-hmm. to be honest, that's just a here and there kind of thing, I'm trying to deal with the people that I've already got, you know, going on. But, um, but most of the time, if you send me a message, I'm going to get to within 24 hours. Like it just, it's going to be gotten to, um, and if I don't, then I just have missed it. But but honestly, those older heads, those guys are the guys that taught me a prime example of what I didn't really want to be because I I still yeah, – funny enough, I have a DM that I actually need to get back with of a dude. I just posted two baby bears, um, and they were from the same customer. 
And funny enough, he has a, a third pair with uh, another restorer because I told him I couldn't re-dye them. He wanted them re-dyed, so he sent them to a um, restorer that I thought was personally, you know, um, a good suggestion. And I think he is in terms of the work, but he still hasn't talked mm-hmm. with my customer. And uh, my customer is actually asking me to contact him. I'm like, bruh. This is uh, how it works. Yeah, okay. I'm like, this is, I mean, I'm not talking to my customers from this ridiculous that this guy won't just reach out to him and let him know. Because most of the time, like I tell my customers, if you don't get a response from me, you don't hear from me. Most likely I have not touched your shoe. Mm. Just most likely. If I've touched it, you're going to hear something from me. So that's why I tell my guys whenever they're like, oh, this guy hasn't responded to me. I'm like, he hasn't touched your shoe. He has not touched your shoe. Probably hasn't even started it. Mm. Probably a month out or so. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I learned a lot coming into this that I just didn't want to be that way. It's funny. A lot of the old heads too, they, they, you know, just like you can see a little bit of, a little bit of ego, a little bit of zest coming from me. Those guys have a giant head on them, um, you know, and they just think they're it or they did at least. So, um, but yeah, I have been very beneficial. I, I think that my customers really like the way I communicate. I think it gets annoying after a while, but. Well, you, I can tell you're a marketing guy and like that, that is uh, very clear and everything you've said. So related to all that, all this too, what would, if somebody, if, if a friend of yours was considering starting a business of any kind, like what are the top three things that you've learned so far that you would, you'd advise people to know or, or do? That's a good question. I mean, trying to think back. You know, I think it really all depends on where the market is as well. Um, you know, recently, ever since COVID happened, ever since not everyone became an influencer, but a lot more influencers out there, a lot more content's going on, on online. I'm finding that it's actually a lot harder to find that niche. You know what I mean? Meaning like if I had just now gone into restoring, it would I would there's so many people restoring nowadays. Uh, that are much smaller, so you may not see them. I see them just because I'm in this world, but like there's a lot of people starting to do this. And you know, it's funny is about about 30% of my messages, maybe 25, some large portion though, is people strictly just hitting me up for questions, just asking how mm. to do stuff, mm. how to get work done. Um, which kind of leads me into another point of trying to figure out how to get some sort of paid group message or some sort of like Patreon. Yeah, almost like a like a mentor, like right. Exactly. It, dude, when you were talking a minute ago, you feel it feels like you should have an apprentice, like somebody yeah. that is watching. Um, I, th- this is so random, but um, so there is only one guy, and I think it's in all of the Southeast that engraves silver. Yeah. And he just so happens to be in Lebanon, Tennessee. So if you want anything engraved, like there's no, and we, and I've talked to this guy before. I was like, dude, why don't you have a, Cause he's an older dude. I mean, he's like sixty. Like, what happens when he dies? Like, who else is going to learn how to engrave silver? Yeah. I mean, he's like one dude in the southeast, right? And so that's when you were saying that. I was like, man, you should, be, whether it's Eli or somebody, it feels like you should have be able to pass down that information, yeah. right? But you're also not a nonprofit, so how do you do that and not take up all your time? Yeah. See, I. The really the, the hardest part is always going to be to find someone that has a relative same mindset as you. In my opinion, it's going to be hard to find someone that's that. Really, people are going to see how much money you start making once you're doing this. If you have a good system going on, you can make a solid amount of money. Granted, recently, like I said, I I move at a certain pace to where I'm trying to just keep things very mild. I don't 
need to be doing. I was before, like, um, you know, 2021, 2022, I was nonstop working about 16 hour days, just about, I literally would, Ooh. I would literally would wake up and, and go to sleep at like, wake up at 10 work all day. I mean, I was, I was treating my body like such trash. It was actually crazy, but I was only getting about four hours of sleep. But, but all that to say is the reason I'm here. So I'm not, you know, bummed about that, but you're completely right. I should get a, a, uh, someone underneath me just to learn. But in my opinion, it's just, you just got to find the sweet spot for that. Mm, and I think yeah. it's really doable. It totally is doable. Um, I just haven't found that quite yet, but I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I just want someone that has that same drive that would love to come over here and be doing that work for, you know, still decent pay, but not exactly yeah. what the boss is making maybe, but yep. it's hard. I mean, it's, your, it's your baby too, right? Like you yeah. nurse this thing from the ground up. And, and so how do you let somebody else come in and, and obviously there's going to be change with that no matter what, and no matter if they're as close to you as they can be, there's still going to be change in that and, and letting go. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a big, big change. Totally. And also another thing is, is I'm very, I'm super, uh, a lot of people throw around like OCD. I, I'm not necessarily, I don't, I've not been diagnosed with that, but uh, I am very, very meticulous about how things particular. are. Uh, yeah. I particular. there you go. How about that? I'm very, very particular about how things are touched, how things are moved how things are placed, how they're sitting, blah, blah, blah. Meaning, you know, shoes, like I just see people touch things certain ways that just trigger me. I don't really know how to explain that. So all those kinds of things are just things that go in with making it harder to find someone that can help me out. <laughs> Cause I'm just really, honestly, I probably just have, probably just have too high of standards to, but I know there's someone out there. I do. So it's just a matter of time. Really, I'm on. I'm sitting on the edge here of something, meaning I'm not sure exactly what the next step is. I'm kind of getting tired of this same old system of doing the projects in and out, in and out. Because, just like I said, people still see this as like they still see me and what I'm doing as a hobby. Just because they see it from the outside, they don't understand, you know, that this is my full time thing. Um, and it probably doesn't help that I'm still working on my spot, but you know, it doesn't make sense to have an overhead with another place, but, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> I agree. So, um, I don't know. I, I've, I've just been, been very blessed with what's going on, but I just want to pivot and that go, that coincides with, uh, you know, traveling to work, traveling to drop off shoes. Um, I'd like to start working for a different kind of clientele that also has me moving around the country a bit, but, uh, but beggars can't be choosers, and uh, at the moment. Well, I'm, let's hey, let's talk about this. So we we mentioned this a little bit before. Who yeah. are those people? Like in your dream top five of like, uh, if PJ Tucker called me, I'd poop my pants. Like, what does yeah. that look like for you? <laughs> so that's a good question. I think it. I think that my answer is gonna be a little a little here and there because I think that those kinds of guys, as much as I do want to work with them, I do think they're interesting guys to work with. Celebrities and people with that kind of money don't act like me and you. Um, in terms of getting things done. Now, some of them may, maybe the people that have kept their, I don't know, lifestyle changing changes everything for you, in my opinion. But still a valid question. I would love to work for Lil Yachty. I think someone like that is right up my alley. I could definitely jive with him. Definitely could, he's got all the kinds of shoes that I love. Um, him, 
two J's, two J's kicks with JC with Urban Necessities. Urban, he's a hundred percent someone I would love to work with. Um, and you know, a lot is. It's funny, a lot of these like basketball boys, a lot of these guys actually do collect shoes. I'm not really sure I would love to work for them just because they, I mean, don't get me wrong, I definitely would, but size 13 and 14s are pretty much mm. always a nuisance Both. to work on. Yeah, they're always a nuisance to work on. So that's why it would be more fun to work with a uh, a JC who's rocking an eight and a half, nine. Mm. <laughs> um, it's just easier. But um, Lil Yachty, JC, like I said, Offset, I would love to work with Offset. Um, I mean, I think that, like I said, I think a lot of these guys, it's not that I'm a, I'm a fan of them. I'm never the type of person to want to meet people. I, I don't yeah. even really care to go to their shows or anything, but I do like the idea that we share a mutual love interest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and that's another thing that I think would be, that's good about me in terms of working with higher end people. I, I don't, I'm not going to be doting. I just want to work on the shoes and talk yeah. about the shoes. I don't, I mean, it's not a flex. It's not an Instagram flex. Hey, right. Right. It right. literally would just be me like, we're here talking about more shoes. We're working on more shoes. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know how to explain it. That's all I would really want. And to just show off those shoes, you know, um, that's part of what I love about what I do is I get to show people the stuff that they don't really get to see. Um, and in abundance, I mean, I mean uh, let me hold on. I'm going to pause you there. You've, you've talked about some of these. I don't know if Hayes has, has seen these. I wrote down, some of the stuff that Let's I went through on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, we're talking about, uh, you had the Quasimodo highs, right? Mm -hmm. there's, there's rumored only 50 pairs of those in the world. This is just oh. for some of our listeners who aren't, mm -hmm. aren't, uh, up on it. Uh, zoo York dunks. You've had those twice. Is that right? Or once I've had the quasis twice and the zoos three times. Okay. Paris dunks 200 ever made. The zoo York was like a rumored 444 ever made. Yep. Um, Dior ones. Um, let's see what else. Air Max One Atmos, uh, the elephant print. As well. What's that? Osaka Dunks, right from the Japan pack. Yeah, those are awesome. That's a beautiful pair. That was a pair that I wanted to work on for a long time, and it finally came in. Awesome pair. Oh, yeah. Um, what the Dunks? We talked about that a little bit. You've had uh, ten or more of those, right? There's only three hundred of those rumored ever made. Hey. Think I've I think I've actually worked on about thirty plus pairs of those. Holy moly! Wow. Yeah, I don't know. In terms of reglues, I've done right over ten, probably eleven. Wow. In terms of um, cleaning and stuff, all yeah. the rest. And then here's here's some of the the crazier ones I thought of too. The Air Force One Entourage, the Drake OVO Air Jordan Fours. Mm -hmm. That was that a what size was that? Eleven? Was that a size eleven? Do you know what size it was? Let me see. I think it, for some odd reason, I was almost thinking it was my size, which is a nine and a half, but it, okay. it was somewhere in between that, somewhere in between that. It definitely wasn't that small. So maybe it was an 11. That would make more sense. So uh, just for reference, an 11 sold at auction. I don't know how long ago for $32,000, which is crazy. Could have been the same ones. Um, and then the Dornbecker Superman fours. Yep. Um, that I've, I have crazy. You have a ton of those. Well, let me. I've had a ton of those. I actually have a pair of those currently. We're mentioning them. See, that's the funny thing is you can mention pretty much anything, and it's probably somewhere near or was. This is wild. <laughs> but that—I mean, j just that list of—that's ex ex exactly what I'm talking about. People don't understand those Entourage Air Force Ones. I've worked on two of those. Beautiful. Those are honestly some of my favorite Air Forces ever. Um, but yeah. 
Nice. Wow. Man, that is very nice, nice shoe. Hayes, you got anything negative to say about these uh, Dornbeckers? No, they look, those are fine. Most Dornbeckers look like, you know, not to talk bad about kids with cancer. That's, I'm not. Well, listen, that's the point. They're kids. So, I mean, sometimes. yeah, but most of them, let's be real. It's hit, it's hit or, it's hit or miss, right? It's miss and one hit every 20 years. <laughs> okay, let's, hey. let's just that. I mean, really, the only DBs that I love um, a lot, well, there's a laser engraved DB dunk that I like a lot. Um, those, of course, the fours. I mean, I think everyone kind of loves the fours just because they see them all the time. And the threes, the red threes with the. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I like those Big a lot. three guy. Yeah, those are those are super nice. I, I actually think that might be the nicest DB um, in terms of materials and whatnot. But um, hey, that- well, well, we've been talking. I think I came up with a possible solution that will help you with your friends that think this is just a hobby yeah, and it's not your full-time job. Maybe what, what if you thought, what if you started uh, telling people that you were a cobbler? Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> they, they probably would take you seriously. Like, I'd be like, Hey bro. Uh, hey, I'm not just doing this for fun. I'm actually a cobbler. <laughs> you know, cobbler, you know, I have no. a shop on the side of the road. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I think I think my great aunt or great uncle asked me if I was cobbling. I was like, "That's something Heck like, yeah, something <laughs> I'm like cobbling. Yeah, and I'm cobbling all the way, all the way." You know, it's funny. Down. I've actually I went to a cobbler. The only time I've ever been to a cobbler was while I was doing this. It was with a Yeezy 750 with a zipper up the side. Mm-hmm. I could not figure out the zipper. Zippers are out of my repertoire, and. uh I took it over there, and and I believe if I remember correctly, they got it fixed. But that was the only time I've ever been there. It's so funny because those guys, they've been doing this for forever. Like that's all yeah. you know. That's a profession that's been around for uh, a yeah century. You know. Well, let me ask you this: How quickly do you think you could change a horseshoe? <laughs> I guess I would have to get good with horses first. <laughs> okay. You don't have any experience with horses or equestrian gear. Hayes, is this going to uh, some news that you sent in recently? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's perfect segue, but no, that was not intentional. You know, have I you actually seen I this, saw, Jake. I I'm not sure. I didn't see this exact picture, but I have seen a picture of horseshoes going around. That is very funny. How about this? This is a Jordan Four built for a horse, and this was a video, if I'm not mistaken. So you could watch the horse actually not gallop, but maybe trot. <laughs> trotting them i don't know it seems cruel that's but i think cruel, I'm, but i don't I know think, horse feet like that so you know i'm not a i'm not a rocket scientist or definitely not a marketing genius but i feel like they're i'm on to something with this cobble cobble thing i think oh, it yeah. Might. oh yeah i mean i think you are i do think that i do think the younger generation w- it's funny because i bet the younger generation doesn't even know what that, that word no is. they don't they'd probably think it's some weird uh only fans thing Right, <laughs> they probably do. They probably do. I mean, I don't really know what else. I think I mean, what? You're not wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, but I do. I think I'm on to something. <laughs> I, mean, it, I could be way off base. All right, hey, lo, let's switch gears a little bit. So, you, what shoes do you personally have left in your collection? Because as I understand it, you sold all your collection to get tats. Is that yeah, what we did so- here? Yeah, so I uh, I don't know how long ago this was. It was probably getting close to two years. Maybe it was a year and a half ago. But I had 
I used to have um I'm trying to think just all the basic SBs really uh, in terms of like modern hype. I had um you know your Travis Scott SBs, your uh, Grateful Dead Green Bears. Um, I had <laughs> funny enough, I had a few pairs of Stingwater SBs that were more recent. I love that pair. I had the entire Supreme High collection, which I loved a lot. The entire Supreme Low collection, which I loved a lot. SBs were mainly the the only thing that I was collecting. Um, and I've kind of had just here and there everything. I had I've had a Heineken before. I've had just like I said, a lot of the pairs. Newcastles. I never had Newcastles. Yeah, that's a great for me. I want them. So never bad. had Newcastles. I always wanted them. Love Newcastles. Newcastles is one of those shoes that they hold up really well. That's a shoe I do love. Um, I just never got myself around to buying them. I actually, with my friend, when we were, got soles recently, we bought a pair of those in good condition. So, um, okay, definitely a pair I love. But yeah, I uh, I think I was just it makes me very anxious trying to knowing that all my shoes are kind of in the state that all of these shoes were in. Mm. So, you know, it's just was a bit too much for me to try to maintain all of that and maintain all this and have a chunk of change sitting in shoes. Yeah. Um, really at the time it was just honestly a good way for me. It was a good investment instead of putting money in the stock market, yeah. I was just buying shoes at a good price and holding on to them. Um, and definitely kind of came out of the market at a horrible time. So kind of came out breaking even, but you know, and funny enough, I think I only came up on one shoe. I had the, uh, I used to have the CPFM uh, crystal. All yeah. crystal shoe. Oh yeah. And uh, that was the only pair that like, went up in value for me everything else kind of just stayed really that pair that pair is a monster in terms of like value i only know um nashville man mason uh has those he's the only person that i've seen those from yeah so what did you scale i mean what do you have left what did you where did you sell them all uh i sold them all so what do I have left? I really, I mean, I just have a bunch of miscellaneous uh, casual active wear shoes. And then really my only two, you know, I guess you'd say heaters. I have uh, Travis Scott Phantoms that I actually bleached all the black panels on. So they're all kind of a hazy rust color. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. How to explain. I have it posted on my, on my Instagram. Um, and I'm not sure exactly where it is. I'll find it's, it for you, Hayes. Yeah, yeah. find it. I was um, and then I have my Travis Scott fragments and one Lowe's. And that that right there is, I don't want to say my favorite shoe ever, but um, in terms of just ease of wear, in terms of just simplicity. Goes with everything. That is, you know, I will say that it's probably one of my favorite Jordan 1 Lowe's ever. I mean, it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm materials are solid everything's held up very well uh, i've like i said i've worn them for a, a long time now i'm not sure how long they've been out but i've came worn them since they've come out and uh they're still in great shape it's a shoe that i love because i know i'll be able to wear it until i'm done with it and then sell them for probably a grand or something like yeah, that that's stupid it's just something stupid yeah. after how much wear i put into them i find it dumb but if market yeah, provides right, there he goes he found it that's it yeah okay that's it. Um. So, I mean, I, you know, that's another thing, unfortunately with me, well, it's fortunate and unfortunate. I get very bored with my own shoes when they're sitting around. Hence, just to me, it was another reason to get rid of these things before I start going AWOL on them. Cause that's just kind of what I do. <laughs> I mean, my foam runners, I had a pair of foam runners. I dyed those things purple and just a bunch of different shoes that I've just kind of cut up or painted or done miscellaneous things. I actually have a pair of, a. Uh, 
I've got a lot of shoes over here that I can show you, but I've got a pair of uh, – let me just move you really quick. I've got a pair of Yeezy Ones that I'm thinking about doing a project with. This is a shoe that sat with me for, I don't know, the customer didn't hit me back up after about half a year. And, uh, what? So, oh, Matt, that's that happens around here. Believe it or not, people will go ghost you, but I've got these bad boys. Oh, my goodness. They were here for a midsole swap, but I'm thinking about – now, I'm not sure if this is sacrilegious for some of our sneaker listeners, but I'm going to – I think I'm going to turn these into – there was an all black uh, colorway of this. There was a sample, mm -hmm. um, so I think I'm gonna actually do that to these. Just wait, time out. So is there like a certain amount of time that goes by, and then like it's unclaimed property, basically? Yeah, I mean they're definitely okay. So I mean I definitely say that if you don't pay me within if you don't pay me within a week, then we start doing a little bit of a holding fee because like I told you. If you don't have expendable income, if you send me shoes, I expect you to have the money ready for yeah. it. And 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 how explicitly clear I am in terms of shipping dates, there's no excuse not to be ready to pay me. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying not to be a hard ass here, but you're you know. not a nonprofit, man. That's what yeah. I mean. That's what it comes down to. It's a business still. Yeah. You, just because you enjoy what you do doesn't mean it's not intended to make money. That's not. I, Right, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, because because I because I think people see that I care, so they. Bro, know, they this is why you got to brand yourself as a freaking cobbler, and all that will go away. <laughs> the cobbler. <laughs> You're not wrong, not wrong. But this pair, um, this customer just stopped hitting me up. What? I contacted them, and I don't really know how to explain it. It just kind of fell through, and now I don't even know. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's probably how much are those shoes. Ten thousand dollars. I don't know. I don't know exactly. Well, in this condition, I'm not sure, but you could probably get the. You could probably get this kind of worn condition for. They would need work for probably like two thousand bucks somewhere right around oh, there. I imagine. That's um, not expected. Yeah, the market's fluctuated on these Yeezys heavily. I mean, especially because all of them need all these Yeezy ones need work. If you buy a Yeezy one that looks solid, it if it looks really good, then it definitely needs work. If it's beat, then it may be able to get away with not having work which is funny just because it if the shoes have been worn they'll last longer okay. yeah dead, dead stock they're like 10 grand so yeah, yeah there you go yeah. dead stock's okay. a better example Got it. Got but it. um but yeah this is just a prime example of what i meant by like if i have something too long and it sits here and it's mine which now these are technically mine wow they're gonna something's gonna happen to them so are they your size yeah, they are my size. Oh my so that's why I was thinking that I'm gonna put a black midsole on them. I'm gonna dye them black, paint the patent leather black, and uh, the promo has, which I've always found very cool and unique. There's actually a stitch line here. So just like on your threes and fours, how they're stitched around the toe, all easy ones aren't stitched around the toe. But the promo, one of them at least, there's a, quite a few promos, but one of them is stitched, and I want to do that really bad because mm. I've always. Thought it was cool, and the stitch line's there. It's just the stitch is not in it. So, um, which is funny. People, you, you know, unless you're doing this kind of work, you would never think about that line being anything but like a design, um, you know, choice. But really, that's that's when I see that, I think thread should be in there. So, um, so yeah, just like that. That's a prime example of when things sit too long with me that are mine, they're gonna get touched somehow. Mm. So, um. Wow. Well, yeah. um, hey, Mason, you got some this quick is, hits? 
Yeah, I do. Uh, this has been fantastic, though, before we get into our, our rapid fire. But we just have a, a, a quick run-of-the-mill rapid fire that we pretty mm. much ask everybody. And mm. and I think we're going to have some interesting interesting responses here. But uh, let's see what's up first. All right. Do you, do you uh, own any of, any of the brands down here? Can you see that? I do own some Hokas. Some Hokas. Well, you're a runner, okay. right? Yeah, I like. I it like. It makes sense that I'm not going to judge well, you because fair. he's the runner. He's said that that's a family thing. Yeah. yeah. See, I not to make your rapid fire long, but I. No, you're fine. <laughs> I I don't. I love wearing my Jordans. I love wearing these shoes. I when I was wearing working super long hours, I was wearing my military four blues. I love those things so much. But I wore yeah, them okay. around, but I was wearing those so much. I was wearing them so much so that they don't have any breathing holes. Um, on the toes, I was having <laughs> massive foot issues, not necessarily my feet smelling. I'm talking about like, but they're actually starting to fall apart. So, um, so I started getting some more comfortable shoes, some shoes I could just like wear while I was working. And they kind of made me fall in love with Hoka while also running in them. So as ugly as they are <laughs> on that standpoint, comfort wise, I like them. So this yeah. one time, uh, Jake, right before, right during COVID, I went yeah. on this binge and bought all kinds of stuff right and i i was purging at the same time i guess yeah and i mason this like this makes me sick to my stomach but it's true i i i took a box my box of military blue fours and i put them in the trash can and i feel so stupid because of one of my favorite shoes of all time it was absolute. i think I, I think i was with you the last time you wore those it was the jay-z was. concert right probably were <laughs> what an idiot i didn't know about you yeah. though i should have had them resold and all that definitely crap. sad but i guess fortunately this year's your year because they're coming back they're releasing that's definitely a pair i'll double up on for yeah, sure probably, probably yeah. so. all what right about, so pro what, what, would your, what would your power rankings then be uh, or i guess your your uh what's the opposite of power rankings so hoka's number the number ranking. four on your suck rankings. What what about the other three? Because Hoka, what is the first one? I can't remember that my girlfriend has on, of those. On cloud? On cloud. Uh, it probably goes Hoka on cloud crocs. I don't know Hey Dude, so they probably last just because I don't know. Yeah, them. But, they should be last. Hey dude is is definitely last <laughs> on or or first on the suck rankings if you if you want to say it that way. Uh, well, shout, out, like, shout out to the guy who sits behind me at work. He every Friday he's got those hey dudes on. I, mean, I don't know if he wears them. He might wear them during the week, but man, you know, every time I, I want to say list. something. You know, I can put on this list as well as all birds. Oh, 100%. Yeah, call. Good could, call. I, yeah, I definitely could, missed that. We could, we could actually, Hoka's got a purpose if you're a runner. Like, is, I, I'm fair. tracking. Hoka and Brooks are, are, are yeah. there. Yeah. Hoka, Brooks, Mizuno, maybe. Okay. So yeah, we could replace Hoka with all birds, and this would be a. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I got a hypothetical. A, a hey, dude, go for it, Hayes. You go. So, a hypothetical. You know, I I walk into your your basement and I and I've got my um, I've got um some Lightning McQueen Crocs that I beat, and I'm like, hey, Jake, <laughs> I want you to them. restore these. What would you say? So, most of the time, in that kind of circumstance, I'm going to tell them. I always preface because people will take it heavily in offense if they matter to them. I always ask if they have any sort of a uh, personal meaning to them mm. or oh, anything, then solid, let's rock with it. Otherwise you're wasting me and your time. Great. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> an honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's I what I thought about I was, that. I was, 
I had someone with a pair of a uh, cinnamon toast crunch Crocs hit me up like two oh weeks ago. And this crash was broken. I was like, I think you need to go get a new sh- new pair, my friend. If if you want to replace these, I do. Here's a. You handled it kinder than for... I would. Yeah. This is a hey dude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, that is definitely at the bottom of my list for sure. Yeah, yeah, that is. I, I think that should be number one on the suck rankings for sure. We that the heel slips down like that. I despise. <laughs> yeah. We we generally have a rule that if you can easily get your pair next day from Amazon, like that's not a shoe. That's <laughs> not a shoe that the, this podcast rocks with. And in fact, time. if you wear those, you can feel free to not listen to the show <laughs> and not tell your friends. That's that's the kind of person. I didn't, I didn't have a slide for this one, but um, thoughts. This is more for for Hayes's wheelhouse. Thoughts mm. on shoes with fur. I I like uh, so it depends, but it took a while for it to grow on me. But I I like all shoes like that. What? <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. I one of my, that was one of my favorite pairs that I had. I had a super clean pair of Papa Bears. the The baby bear, the baby bear, Papa Bear, Mama Bear trio is. I mean, to me, they're up there with my the Supreme set. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So Hayes, Hayes, I do have a question because I thought about this while in the middle. Do you what? What's your thoughts on um, the Grateful Dead dunks? Do you like those, Hayes? Yeah, they're not very furry. It's more like a felt, right? They it's are not furry. They are a little bit different. I agree. Yeah. Okay. If it, look, if you if if it gets if you have uh if you have a texture on your shoe that could be confused for pubic hair, I'm not <laughs> I'm not down. I'm just it's a pass for me. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. The one that have a for those things is people are always so scared about like how do I clean this and whatnot. It's funny, like typically those panels are actually the easiest out of that entire shoe. Hmm. Um, you know, most of the time what you're gonna really have most of time what you're really gonna have a problem with because most of the time those hairy pairs are suede, they're almost nether, they're almost never just leather and hair. It's gonna be suede and hair. Um, and you're really gonna mainly have problems with the suede panels more so than the hair. Um you know, once you know how to clean suede, it's pretty easy, but you, you gotta know, like brush the hair out. Yeah, you, you so, get like a comb. Yeah, you, you, do, you actually can. I actually I'm always just using my suede brush. Um you know, a suede cleaning kit is a great tool to have. Great tool to have. Oh, All right. Uh, last of our not so rapid fire, which is how it usually turns out fakes give us give us your spiel on on what you think of fakes yeah so honestly uh so i really don't care about fakes at all i don't care if you're wearing fakes my only thing is is and i think lots of people say the same thing at least the people i've come across as long as you're not like purposely trying to come across as like legitimate if you enjoy the shoe which honestly in my opinion like some of these shoes i really enjoy right like like let's just say uh chicago jordan one low that's a pair of shoes i really like right very straightforward super clean colorway can i get it for under a band in good shape absolutely not why is that that is dumb that is Mm. very dumb in Mm. my opinion it's a very basic shoe now if someone want to go and buy a fake pair of those just because you love it and you love the colorway, go do it. No skin off my back. But if you're going to go around telling all your friends that you got them and they don't, 
you know, mm. and not tell them, oh, I've got a link for you can get them for a hundred bucks rather than a thousand bucks. That's messed up, in my opinion. But I have no problem with it. I mean, who are you cheating, Nike? In terms of <laughs> like <laughs> cheating people out, I don't care. They're not a small business. Nike can eat it. Um, but mm. uh, but as far as like trying to flex them, I don't mess with that, and I don't mess with like you know trying to sell them online to people like i think that just that hurts the community that hurts you that makes the people buying the shoes it turns them off to that and that's one of the main reasons i you know i started getting into shoes like i said bought a few shoes a few of them were fake and it really turned me off to the whole thing granted of course i'm still here and i was still buying shoes but uh and also my experience with having to use these replicas as donors you know um getting them in like uh you know, I have no, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even have a problem with them seeing the type of condition they are seeing the type of uh, quality there, I should say. Um, Cause lots of them are getting scary to where they're like one-to-one. So I guess it's just here or there. Um, it really depends on how you're buying them and using them, I guess. I but, have never thought of the element of screwing the big company. <laughs> I mean, and that is my style. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of that. that I am the, the ultimate. Needed. I, mean, I, I am the ultimate. Screw the big. I'm. I'm that. I'm the rebellious. Will do anything to screw the big man. I most of the time. I totally feel you. I mean, like, listen. I, I, all these GR pairs that come out nowadays, like, especially during the 2021 to 2022 era, 2020 to 2022. Like, if you were buying reps of these, like, basic GRs that were coming out, I totally understand it. Because you want to know why? The market was so hyperinflated that a basic GR was $400 to $500. That is that is just so dumb. It hurts my brain, mm. in my opinion. Why on earth am I buying a, a black military four for four times their uh, retail value? Why would I do that? That's so dumb. I don't see that. When... In reality, a lot of those shoes, those basic GRs, they're being bought to be worn into the ground. Not everyone just buys these shoes to keep them clean. Now, some people do, but lots of times, like like I said, those military blues that I have, beat them into the ground. I'm not even going to try and restore them. I'm not going to because I've worn them so hard. There's no point. Um, so why buy? Why spend so much? I have never, ever thought of that, Jake, and I'm a little bit embarrassed. And that, in all seriousness, that might be the best argument for a person like me that I've ever heard for pro for fakes, because even coming in that question, I was like, fakes are stupid. I would never ever like. That's my my brain immediately goes, but you have opened my he head to. Well, if I can screw the big man a little bit, <laughs> I definitely don't disagree with you. I definitely think that people need to get their like. The priority straight, really. Honestly, a lot of it comes down to that. Like, you don't need this shoe. You need to breathe and have, you know, enjoy your two or three shoes. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, that is the best way to look at it because it's just like hmm. a lot of these shoes, they can make millions of or hundreds and, you know, much more double the quantity, triple the quantity. Why are they chokeholding the consumers? And especially when the consumers have doubled at least since 2020. So I don't know completely. But uh, that's how I look at it. And like I said, a lot of working with these uh, replicas has opened my eyes in terms of just how decent they are. I mean, you know. I think my first foray into this is going to be 
the Newcastles. <laughs> I'm gonna find You're a fake Newcastle. That. You did? You know what? You should. You should. Uh, you can even DM me. I've got a lot of good links um, to replicas and uh, you know these older SBs. It's funny. These older SBs. A lot of them um, are just now getting mastered and uh, done well in terms of uh, replicas because uh, you know the replicating power just wasn't there back in the day. Like you get replicas of like a. And, and most of lots of people, the niche for SBs was so much smaller, so there wasn't a need to make so many replicas. That's why you see one of the only replicas, or one of the heavy replicas that you see is uh, the what the dunk. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fakes of that, and that's because that's one of those shoes, just like the pigeon that was seen so much that people actually saw it after. But just like a Newcastle back in the day, they probably weren't even making reps of that. Nowadays, they. I'm not, I don't know when the last time I've seen one, but I do know that they are because they just like the Doom. You know, it's funny is um, the Doom, MF Doom uh, um, replica. So <laughs> most pairs, because the bottom oxidizes and turns yellow, I actually have a pair of those right now I could show you, but um, they turn yellow, right? So the inlay, it, it all just looks really, really gnarly um, in terms of the yellowing. <laughs> Uh, and the only donor that I've ever gotten from that, actually, the sole was fully yellow. <laughs> and really, the sole is supposed to be fully clear. But they're replicating what they see now, right? Um, and so mm. every single pair has a yellow sole. So the replicas have yellow soles because Interesting. people over in China don't, you know, they, not, they, they don't care about the SB culture. They don't care what it used to look like. It's just what it looks like now. So um, Interesting. Wow. it's just funny. Um, <laughs> but... It's just interesting. That's all it is. It's interesting. So, yeah. Mason, you got I have one more question too. If you got anything. No, um, I'm I've I've actually I could go like another hour. Yeah. So yes, I could, well, but uh, but I'll <laughs> let you go with Jake. the final question. Yes. <laughs> what is the dopest pair of shoes you ever cut grass in? You know what's funny? Probably you know what's funny. Uh I'm not entirely sure what the you know what? I'll go ahead and tell you my story that I just actually used the uh, use a example of was I actually bought a pair of those Chicago Lows to a replica of those to do household stuff in and cut grass in. Hmm. So that was like my grass cutting shoe. Really, honestly, other than that, uh, I probably have just been doing vans. So, okay. um, but yeah, uh, I, I like to keep it simple there because uh, everything gets destroyed in the grass. And then once it's worn in the grass, it's kind of hard to bring it back, <laughs> at least from the smells of it all. <laughs> That's fair. When you're saying that was your first business, I've been wanting to ask you that this whole time. I was like, I was yeah. Wonder if you yeah, I got very fortunate that my dad put me into that. So That's a still dripping culture um, thing is like, what shoes have you cut grass, grass cutting in? Shoes. Is grass yeah. cutting shoes. Yeah. Well, that became grass cutting shoes. Yeah. Most of my shoes were like actually like, Nike Roche Roches Roches yeah Roshi yeah yeah I like those 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 were such an awesome shoe back in the day it's crazy oh, how yeah. changed you know I I wonder what they feel like now compared to like comfortable shoes nowadays but those things used to be it <laughs> yeah uh, they still hold up I still um I have a pair up on eBay but I wore them the other day I was like hey these I might take them off it's That's so one now, now granted I'm not real experienced in this. Um, but I am on a fake site, yeah, or rep site. The, the weird part is, yeah, like this, you could just get the real shoe for retail on a lot of these, and right. and there will be less money. That's kind of odd. 
Yep. So I think that all goes in the R and D of it all, um, in terms of like actually making the pairs. Um, that's why I think it also does. <laughs> it does depend on what you're buying, because you're right. Lots of the pairs, lots of good fakes are over retail, which is that's kind of annoying. really interesting. It is. It is weird as well, especially because. It's not like it's quick shipping either. Now, based on the website you're looking on, it may be easier. Um, the guys that I work with are not – most times the reps that I'm getting are not coming from a website. They're coming from individuals who are working within the factory um, just because they're getting – like most of the time like websites like uh, websites like uh, Mangome or DHgate or whatever else is like that that's kind of in the big just pumping out shit. Um they um they don't have as quality as high quality of reps um or as like the most recent batch per se because lots of these shoes even like the easy ones i've been working on a lot like even over the past three years the reps have like ex they've gotten better and better each time they've come out so um so yeah it is annoying but i think it just it's just a lot of like having to change shoes constantly so yeah. kind of makes sense that they're that much yeah it is annoying now very interesting. All right. Well, you've opened my eyes. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I'm glad. And like I said, if you need some, if you need a, a better link, I've got, I've got that. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure I, I haven't made, I haven't committed yet, but I'm not as, I would say I'm 51, 51 leaning that way now. And, wow. four, and 49. Wow. I'm telling you. You have the impossible. My only thing with buying and that's no bullcrap. Like, I'm not kidding. As soon as you said that, I was like, my my only thing with reps, literally the only downside to reps, in my opinion, just because I know what's going on, is the the glue is just like in terms of the sole being glued on around the sidewalls, it's always going to be solid. And even even Nike's gotten bad at this recently. The under footbed of it all, it's like just not all glued in i don't even know how to explain it. it it like is but it's not so you're basically getting the same quality as you're getting from the big company so i guess you're not i guess it's, guess it's not that bad of a thing actually but that's just something i've realized with reps when they come in that typically like you can see some flexibility in the footbed of it all um but like i said other than that they work wear and uh look pretty damn so are pretty dang solid so all right it's great man well, dude, this yeah. one's so fun. Yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, we will definitely have you back on, and hopefully next time we can all get together. At, uh, Hayes yeah. has a little spot we, we usually can record in, so hopefully we can do that. Um, but man, I, I would just say it's been a total pleasure to have you on. You've been yeah, man. very Agreed. easy to talk to uh, over – uh, Instagram and and hopefully we continue a relationship with you and um I love where your journey's gone and and can't mm -hmm. wait to keep keep watching you and and following you so yeah, again man. thank you I don't know why you uh chose to come on here and and spend an hour and a half of your life but uh I hope it was as yes. worth it for you as it was for us because it was pretty awesome of I think I can speak too. for Hayes too well, I greatly I appreciate it and why I decided to take time is because I like talking about shoes just like I said so I mean. As you can tell, I can I could literally sit here and talk for hours. So it's not hard for me to do this. So anytime you want to have me on, I would love to swing by. Let's do it. Oh man. Yeah, we and can get into all sorts of stuff. I'll bring a whole 
duffel bag or big box of shoes to show you. Do you see all this stuff in hand? Because all right, plenty of it. All right, bet. Sounds yeah. like a plan. Man, well, um, let's see, Hayes. What did you learn today? Uh, I learned that you never know when you're going to run into people that you have things in common with that are just easy to talk to, like you've met them before. Yeah, and that's a rare, that's a rare thing. And unfortunately for us, it happens way a lot because we all like the same stuff, and we got a starting place, right? It's a community, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know if I can top that. I, um, yeah, the similarities. I mean, we all love sneakers. We knew that was what coming on the pod, but um, I bet our listeners would be surprised that we have never, uh, other than like what two private messages to you, we have never talked before. And this was a very comfortable, easy yeah. conversation, and um, a bunch of uh, firstborn Nashville natives jumping on the pod and. <laughs> it it was just smooth flowing and and that's genuinely why um what brought me into sneakers was realizing i I love the designs of sneakers but i guess what kept me in sneakers is when you see somebody that has a cool pair of sneakers on and you reach out to them and you say something and you just start a conversation and it's usually with people that i would have never met otherwise right and and so i think that's really cool that uh, this is just something that brings us together. It's about a lot more than sneakers. And uh, I, I really just want to say thank you again for coming on. And, and we will definitely have you back on in the future. So oh, we look forward to that. Anytime. You just let me yeah. know. Anytime. I'm flexible. Boy. I'm working for myself. So anytime. <laughs> um, we, we've said final question a few times, but this is truly the last question we have of the night. Uh, do you freestyle? Like rap? Yeah. God, I, I really don't. I'm so bad at it. Are you going to make me do that right now? Oh, if you no. would, we would love it. You don't have to, but Hayes is going to start, and uh, you can you can cut Jake, it. Jake, don't, don't feel bad. Just just play whatever you got, Mason. Uh, yeah, All right. And maybe- it's, it's not professional. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I was gonna, oh, I was feeling it. Okay. <laughs> Hayes made all these beats, by the way. Uh, I'm white as a bucket of mayonnaise. I spread it on my bread. I'm about to eat a ham sandwich. I'm manwich. I'm bamwich. Panwich. 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 See how good I flow, Jake? I'm like a baking a cake, raking a cake, raking some leaves. I'm raking the leaves and then I'm putting in some mulch beds. I got a raised bed. I'm going to plant some tulips and some irises. I'm from Tennessee. That's a state flower. Oh, tulip poplar is the state tree. I got a catfish in my back pocket. Oh, I'm frying up some catfish and now I'm going on the backlist, blacklist. Oh. And now I'm flowing again because I'm I'm, I got my mayonnaise back. I love eating mayonnaise just by the jar. It's Hellman's, yeah. Oh my god. How much was it? How much was all that though? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. You're going to have to get me next time. We'll catch catch you next time. Thank you all. This is episode 157 of the Still Dripping Happy Hour. We'll see you next week. Peace. I'm pretty sure I just.